Am I recording? I hope so. Here I am. This is the second episode of the Tori Franco show. And because I'm ass backwards and I have a whole ass YouTube studio downstairs in my basement that I haven't used in such a long time, I decided I'm not going to use it still. And I'm going to fucking sit in my bed because I didn't want to leave my bed. And I just got this nifty ass mixer over here. If you're watching on video, I'm pointing to it. And uh, I can podcast literally from anywhere as long as I have an outlet. So here I am. Um, On this episode, what I wanted to do is kind of... Last episode, I kind of just briefly touched on who I am, where I've been, things like that. Um, But not even where I've been. I kind of just touched on like who I am, the gist of me. Um... But I did allude to being in a toxic situation. And I kind of wanted to touch on that in this episode simply because I don't have the equipment that I need to have Deb on the podcast. The next episode, episode three, will include Deb. For those of you who are following me from TikTok you know Deb. Uh, That should be a fun one, so stay tuned for that. But for now, for this episode, I don't know how long it's going to be, but for this episode, I kind of wanted to give my story. I've been wanting to do this for a while now, but I never felt like it was the right time to kind of tell my story because I haven't publicly told my story to anybody about what I've gone through and the toxic situation that I was in. Um, And I feel like now's the time. I was always afraid to talk about it or afraid for people that aren't really close to me to know. Um, I mean, my my family, my friends, they they know the gist of what happened. But um, they even they don't know, like the full extent as to how toxic my situation was with my ex. And I'm here to talk about it right now because it's my story and I'm allowed to, you know. So I dated a girl who will remain nameless. Um, I hope she's not watching this right now. I dated her for six years. And um, actually, no, I dealt with her for six years. We dated for like three and a half. And then for the remaining three, we were not together. But you know how lesbians can be kind of doing that on and off bullshit. I thought we were exclusive But I'll get to that. Um, I don't even know where the timeline starts. I guess it starts with us when we first began. When we first met, um, she was engaged to a man. I was in a whole-ass relationship with another person. Um, And I'm not a cheater. But when we first met, it was just, you know, you just meet somebody and it's like that connection is there and you can't fight it no matter what you do or what you try to do. So we met and we connected right away. It was through mutual friends. And, um, we went, you know, we met that night. It was like the night before my birthday. And, uh, I was sad. My grandmother was dying. I I wasn't the happiest in my relationship that I was in. And, and, you know, people knew about that, And uh, there she was. 
and nothing happened between us. We just remained friends because I am not a cheater. Like, that's one thing. I may be an asshole of many sorts, but I'm not a fucking cheater. So we meet. It's an instant attraction. Uh, we become friends, long story short. And then, you know, the more I got, the more I knew her, the more I realized, holy shit, I have an issue. I have feelings for this girl. And I shouldn't be in a relationship if I have feelings for somebody else. So I deaded my my ex the girl that I was with um and pursued this other person you know my my most recent ex and so we got together uh she ended her engagement and we ended up dating surprise so I noticed signs from the very beginning of jealousy and possessiveness and um, all of that. I appeased it because in my heart and in my brain, she was the most beautiful, incredible human being who I've never connected with on such a level before. And I didn't want that to go away. And the sex was great. And everything was amazing, I thought. You know, so when random females that I barely knew would like smile my way and she would say, I don't like that bitch. Don't, you know, dead her. I would just dead people like I was dead and people left and I was the fucking crypt keeper fucking dead and everybody. Right. So I didn't think anything of it because. You know, I mean, in the beginning, you kind of like that stuff, you know, like you want to know that your partner wants you the way that you want them. So in, in the beginning, like a little bit of possessive or at least in my 24 year old brain, a little bit of possessiveness was a good thing. Now at 30, if that that's like to me a red flag, if you're going to be possessive right off the bat. Anywho. So let me make sure we're still OK. So we're still recording. OK, so so now. I would appease her from the very beginning. And they say, you know, I, a lot of people say I, I created the monster. Um, I never thought anything of it, but it kind of, as we progressed in our relationship, it just got progressively worse. The possessiveness and, and, and the um, jealousy to the point where it didn't just stop at other females homegirl thought that I would I walked into the room and snapped my finger like the fawns and had bitches upon bitches just you know like just surrounding me that wasn't how it was that wasn't how I saw myself that wasn't what I wanted period you know I just wanted her but she saw me as this Casanova because I'm nice to everybody and I want to appease everybody and I want to be friends with everybody and connect with everybody on a on a certain level but that doesn't mean I want to fuck everybody like let's just be real so needless to say she was very possessive and jealous and I appeased a lot of it um in the beginning of our relationship I have to disclose I had a best friend that me and this best friend had a history and, uh, you know, we knocked boots, we did the mattress mambo and I didn't tell my ex that me and this girl had a history. 
I just kind of introduced her to my ex as my best friend because some things are better left unsaid. You know, why would I want that to be in the back of my my girlfriend's mind every time I'm hanging out with my friend? You think we're fucking because we fucked 10 years ago. You know what I mean? So I kept that separate. Not in a malicious, sneaky way. The ship had sailed. There was water under the bridge. The girl is straight. She's currently married with two children. You know what I mean? Happily. And that's great. It happened We in her early 20s. And we moved on from it. We remained friends. So I didn't think it was something I needed to disclose to my current girlfriend. Um, we'll call her Cindy. I didn't think I needed to disclose that to Cindy. Okay. So Cindy and I had met through a mutual friend. They worked together. Cindy and the mutual friend were working together. And I was with the girl that I had history with. So I FaceTime. I wanted so badly for these two to be friends because it was my best friend who I cared very much about and this new dream girl that I was with, you know? So I wanted them to connect and I wanted my worlds to collide in a symbiotic, beautiful way where everybody could live in harmony, you know? Because I felt like that's what we fucking deserve. You know, you meet this person that you're so enamored with and you have all your friends and family. You want everybody to get along. It's just a duh, you know. So I FaceTimed my girlfriend while she was with her mutual, our mutual friend. The mutual friend had known about our history, knew the details of what went on. So. I'm FaceTiming and I, sh you know, we're talking They They kind of engage a little bit. And my ex or my girlfriend at the time looks at the mutual friend when we hang up and goes, I have a bad feeling. Who is that? And my friend, the mutual friend, literally just spills the entire thing. So, uh, naturally my girlfriend right away having the trust issues that she clearly has and um, knowing how our relationship began, thinking that probably I wasn't the, the best, most upfront person, thinks that I'm maliciously hiding something and um, flips the fuck out. Long story a little bit shorter, she um, makes me dead this person. Like, you know, basically gives me the ultimatum. Either I dead this girl or she's breaking up with me and she's never going to speak to me again. And again, and at this point, I was young, I was dumb. I really just wanted to be loved and to feel that love, that connection that I had felt with this girl. The only time I'd ever felt that, that connection was with her, you know, and my first love. But we all feel that with our first love, you know. So what did I do? I deaded this girl. My best friend. This girl was my best friend. Family members died in my life. And this girl was one of the first people that was on my stoop right there when I needed her. You know, it wasn't, it was a friendship. She was my best friend. Yeah, okay, we had that moment where things happened. But we always moved forward and we always maintained the friendship. Always. So, um... I had to 
if I wanted to keep this woman, this female in my life, I had to, I had no choice, or at least I felt I didn't have a choice. You always have a fucking choice. I had to let go of this other person, my best friend. So I did. I blocked her literally out of my life completely um, and kept it moving. And there were moments where, you know, almost every single day that I was in my relationship with Cindy, that this other person came up and I thought, you know, like, what have I done? I literally just ruined years of friendship for a girl, for a female. This isn't, you know, when you're, when you're in it, you, you, you're made to feel like you're doing the right thing because you're doing it in the name of love. And sometimes you're being gaslighted and sometimes you're being manipulated or most of the time, if you're in that sort of situation, you're being manipulated and gaslighted. But the truth always comes out. It, it always ends up coming to the surface at some point. You know, you can only push it down so much um, until eventually it just comes out. So we had a very volatile, toxic relationship. Um, I could tell you many stories in detail. There were things that, uh, you know, my nieces were born, two twin nieces. Um, the lights of my life, the entire like essence of my being is those children you know, and when they were born, I'd never, I've never been an aunt before. I'd never been a Zia before. It was the most, one of the most exciting things that I had ever experienced. Meeting them, the emotion and the, the, um, the connection with these kids that I still have to this day, it, it, I was obsessed and I still am, you know? Um, but I remember when they were first born, I was constantly posting them on, on Facebook because I was so proud. You know, I just wanted to constantly look at pictures of them and it wasn't a weird obsession. I was just the, the way that any aunt or new uncle or aunt or mainly aunt cause women are more nurturing would be with a new member of the family like that. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't an unhealthy thing I was just very excited you know um and she had something to say about it um and she would get upset and basically made me feel guilty for posting about them um and you know oh well what happens when you have kids of your own yeah well if this is how I'm acting when I have nieces think of how I'm gonna act when I have my own kids think of the level of excitement that it's gonna be but I don't have kids right now. I have nieces and they're brand new and I love them very much. So leave me the fuck alone, you know? So it was just things like that. Um, she hated, she hated my family. I was constantly told that my family is toxic and my family basically is just bullshit. And that, um, I shouldn't have the friend, like my friend group is we've, we all grew up together. You know, I have many new friends, but most of my friends, my best friends, are friends that I've had since middle school. And we're all in our 30s. And it's always been that way. And she would always say that, you know, you have to move on in life. You know, it's like basically saying it's immature to keep the same friends for your entire life. And it was just things that I had, be I had believed in my life 
like I always thought it was a good thing to keep your friends. It showed that you're con- you're a consistent human being that you know how to maintain relationships. That was how, what I believed in my head until I met her and I was gaslighted basically to believe that oh you you know what you're right you do have to move on and make a new life with your partner and this and that and leave the past behind. While some of that is is true, um, that doesn't mean that you have to let go your old relationships. But what it was, was her way of trying to isolate me because she was afraid of any person in my life that I was close to because she wanted me all to herself. And that's okay, but it's where, when, it be, when it becomes not okay is when the person is trying to isolate you from the people that you love. And I'm not sitting here saying by any stretch of the imagination that my family isn't um, difficult. They haven't made mistakes. And, um, you know, they're an Italian, nosy-ass, opinionated-ass family. And it can be a little trying at times. Um, But it was not and never, never will be cause to let them go. And so... That was a big struggle in our relationship, a huge struggle in our relationship. And I was over the years, I was like kind of beat down and I grew to believe it's fucked up. But I really grew to believe that she was right, that that everything she was saying was right, that I needed to leave everything that I knew behind in order to be happy with her at, at the very least with her. But there was always that resistance within that I would feel because that's just not who I am. Um, if you know me, you know that one of my most happy, happy moments in life are spent with my friends and family, my closest friends and family. I don't care about material shit. I don't care about anything, brand names, none of that. People ask me, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas? I just want to be with my family and friends and enjoy myself and have a couple of drinks and dance. That to me is like, that is life. That's who I am as a person. And this, this human came into my life and had me genuinely questioning if that was the right way to be. Um, until I, I started believing that it wasn't. And it was very, very toxic Um, I believe she has some narcissistic tendencies because anytime I raised an issue with her, it was, it was spun right back to me. Um, it was always in my head, you know, it was a lot of gaslighting and a lot of volatility and abuse, um, mental abuse. And sometimes it had gotten physical, um, you know, I had, I had my shirt buttons ripped off my shirt at at points. Um, and I'm not sitting here saying I was completely innocent. I was a 24, 25 year old moron. There were moments and, and scenarios that happened where I didn't step up to the plate like I should have, but never in the history of ever, I was a good girlfriend. And I am a good girlfriend. That's one thing I got to say. I know what I bring to the table and I know how I love. Um, uh, never in the history of ever did anything that I do warrant physicality, you know, uh, volatility and the explosiveness that would happen. Never, you know, um, 
I've had jewelry pulled off of my body, like just, just crazy things that should never happen in a relationship. Um, and that was for three and a half years. And then we broke up because in a nutshell, we broke up because I wanted to have my friends back. I wanted, I had deaded so many friends. Um, I was isolated. There were only a select, you know, she had to approve of certain people in my life. And it was basically like all the butchy lesbians that were okay. Um, and then any female that like, you know, like feminine female that was in my life was questioned. Um, and I didn't realize that that's what it was. You know, I, I just grown accustomed to my life, to, to the isolation, to, cutting things off and cutting people off but that's never how a relationship is supposed to be so needless to say um I had wanted to reconnect with the person that she made me dead in the beginning of our relationship the girl that I had history with because it always ate at me it always bothered me in our relationship you know because that person was very extremely important to me you know and and that person would say now, like, obviously not, you deaded me this easily, but that person was so important to me. And I literally gave up our friendship, years of friendship for this person, you know? And um, I wanted to reconnect with this person. I wanted to at least speak my piece and let this person know, listen, this is how I feel. I didn't mean to just, because I wasn't allowed to give an explanation. I wasn't even allowed to have a conversation before deading her. My ex had told me, I literally asked for permission to dead this human being. I mean, to explain to this human being why. Like, can I at least explain? No. No. Why do you have to explain? Okay, fine. You know, like, okay, yeah, there was a little bit of resistance, but anytime I resisted, I was a piece of shit. Anytime I resisted her demands and questioned, it was a dictatorship. It was Stalin. I dated J Joseph fucking Stalin. Anytime, anytime I, I questioned, it was thrown back at me. I was gaslighted. Um, and I was also made out to believe, like made out to, to be the dick. You know, how dare you question me? Oh, you obviously don't love me enough or whatever. You know, you don't know how to be in a relationship. That was one of the things that I had heard nonstop. I don't know. I wouldn't know how to be in a relationship if it bit me in the face type of shit. You know, like, and I grew, when you hear something over and over and over and over and over again for years straight, nonstop, you start to believe it. You really start to fucking believe it. I never thought, but it you genuinely start, and I started believing it. Like, damn, I know nothing about, I thought I knew a lot about relationships. I know nothing. I know nothing about being in a relationship, in a grown-up relationship. Because according to her, and this is what she would tell me, every single person that I had been with before her, those weren't real relationships. This was a real relationship, you know? And that's the kind of mental abuse that I went through. Um, and she's probably watching this, like cursing me, but seriously, girl, homegirl, you got to go seek a therapist. If you're watching this, thinking that you weren't mentally fucking abusive, because let me, I'll get, I'll get to it. I'll get, to, I'll get to what ended up happening. So needless to say, I reach out to this person. And of course, 
this person had no fucking like they were like blindsided by my deading them one minute we're friends and then the next minute I'm gone. See you later. And that had never happened in friggin' 10 years of us being friends, best friends, you know? So she was like, what the fuck? And all of a sudden I come back and explain and try to apologize at the very least, because deep down I wanted, that was where my heart was, you know, like not in a romantic way, but my heart was with my friend, you know, because she didn't do anything wrong. She didn't. She didn't do anything wrong. But I had to hate her. According to my ex, I had to hate this girl. But I didn't. Because what did she do? We uh, Let me fuck her five years, six years prior to me even knowing my girlfriend? Like, that's what she did? Like, wow, okay. Now she's in a whole ass relationship with a whole ass dude. So what the fuck? So anyway. Um, so... I reached out and she wanted to talk in person. We never had the chance to talk in person. So it was a very spur of the moment. She got my message and she was like, I'm coming. I'm coming to your house, meeting up with you in person. So naturally, I call my girlfriend at the time and I tell her and she flips the fuck out. And now again, I am bypassing so many stories because I... I'm already 25 minutes into this and I have so many stories that I could tell you throughout this podcast as time goes on all of them will be uncovered but um I just can't go into everything you know about how she went psycho here and went psycho there they'll come up so anyway so uh my girlfriend I I, and I never lied to her At at this point I wasn't lying to her um but she was one of those people that um she was such a dictator that you were so afraid to tell the truth that you almost had to lie because you knew the littlest fucking thing would set her off and like there she would go and I can't lie I fucking hate lying but I lied a lot to her because I had to you know um if you look at I, I did this you if you look up how to know Ways to know that you're in an abusive, a mentally abusive relationship with somebody, with a controlling person. One of the things, one of the points is like you feel you have to lie in order about stupid things in order to not get in trouble, you know. So anyway, she flips out because I told her this girl is coming to the house. We're going to have a we're going to talk in person. No, if you do that, like you have to choose. And so I told her, if you make me choose, you're not going to like the choice I make. Because at that point, three years in, I was fucking sick of living under her thumb. I was sick of being the pawn in her game. I was sick of being her fucking puppet, you know? Um, of not of feeling as though I constantly had to walk on eggshells. And when I would tell her this... Ugh, it's all in your head. That's not how I am. Oh, okay. You know, like if you've ever read the the book Animal Farm um, by by George Orwell, it's it, like she was like that, literally fucking Joseph Stalin, like a dictator. You know, you would bring up, you would raise, you would raise an issue and she would tell you it wasn't an issue, that it was all in your head and you got it wrong and this and that, you know, it was constant gaslighting and constant fucking... Um, 
throwing it back at me. And I genuinely, me being the pure-hearted person that I am, genuinely believed for such a long time that it was, that it was me. So needless to say, I tried to resist, you know, like the revolution was there and I tried to resist her her demands and it fucking backfired to tenfold. Um, and basically I started... I started maintaining a friendship and it never went past friendship. I started maintaining a friendship with this person behind my girlfriend's back. Um, just through text message, we wouldn't, it wasn't like we would hang out like, okay, I didn't have that much freedom, but just through text message, we would talk. And so, uh, we would, we would talk. I don't, (laughs) I hope this worked. We would talk and, we were maintaining a friendship and at this point we were in the a space where our friendship was salvageable we hadn't spoken in 2 years at this point but it was salvageable so that was that and we would you know talk for a little bit this went on for like 3 weeks until i finally fessed up um because again i'm not a good liar i'm really not so she found out uh and it Basically, without getting into the infinitesimal details of the situation, led to our breakup, led to her breaking up with me because I genuinely did never wanted to dead my friend, you know. So we break up and this was three years into our relationship, three and a half. We break up and then for three years prior after breaking up, it was a back and forth yo-yo mind fuck whirlwind of a fucking head case game that she played with me. But I don't know if she purposely did it as a way to get back at me for what she felt I did, or if she's just so fucked up in the head that it was the only thing she knew how to do. But um, basically it was like I was made to believe many times that we were getting back together and working on things. She was here one minute, then gone the next. Then like, you know even though we were broken up, she would go live her life and go do her thing. And then the minute I would go out to a bar with my friends, I got shit because, you know, how dare I go out and have a social life. But she was doing it, you know. It it, it became really, really... This, this honestly wasn't even our relationship that was as bad. It was this that really fucked me up. I mean, I was already fucked up from our relationship and how she was, but this... This... This was the icing on the fucking cake and the sprinkles and the cherry on top because I had I was so badly fighting to be with her again. And she made basically made me believe as though I needed to walk this line. And as long as I could walk this line and she saw that I was walking this line and never stepped out of it, that we would be back together. Um, her demand was basically that I fucking get rid of everybody in my entire life, including my family. And that was just something that was non-negotiable to me. Like, I wasn't going to do that. I deaded that girl again. Literally, this girl was deaded mm, three times in a matter of six fucking years. Okay. Um, 
fun fact we're friends again we finally reconciled through this whole quarantine we're friends it'll never be the same as it was but we're cordial i burped and we talk and that's as good as it can get and i'm i'm, I'm happy with that okay um but needless to say <laughs> It was this mind fuck of a of a game, you know, she made it seem as though like I wasn't allowed to look at another girl. I wasn't allowed to do any. I mean, again, when I say I wasn't allowed to like really who can tell me what the fuck not to do, you know, but if I knew if I did, I ruined every chance that I had at getting back together with her. So. I didn't, didn't look at another girl. <laughs> um, I didn't even think about another, another girl. Um, and if I so much as went and hung out with my friends, it was a fight. It was a fight between the two of us. She fought tooth and nail. Meanwhile, she was out living her life behind my back. Um, she was out doing her thing. And I had no idea because in my head, I figured, well, if she doesn't want me to do it, then obviously it means she's not doing it. Because that's what happens when you're a pure-hearted, good person. You truly believe that people have the best intentions and that if somebody's telling you they don't want you to do something, it's because they're not doing it themselves. Well, boy, was I fucking wrong. So there were plenty of times I had found out that, you know, she was she went out on a date with somebody from her job and, you know, like kissed them or whatever and I didn't find like and was talking to somebody like a whole ass person behind my back um and I never knew about it and she was just very sneaky um and when I would when I found out and confronted her about it it was lies and then when she finally would talk about what was happening it got switched back again switched back to me as if I was the cause for that I pushed her to that person like literally that's the argument you know like you literally have been out here yelling at me just for hanging out with my friends platonically right I ain't hooking up with anybody I'm not fucking talking to other girls I'm just trying to be with you and you're out here getting mad at me for going and hanging out with my friends while you're fucking dating who knows who, talking to this person, doing God knows do what you're fucking doing, meeting all these goddamn people. And then when I find out about it, you tell me I pushed you to do it. Er? So that was just whatever. So again, there were plenty of things that I overlooked and I shouldn't have um, that I just dealt with and I shouldn't have. And two more years went by. This was a year into our breakup. And then two more years went by. And at the very tail end of when I stopped talking to her, uh, this was about, when was this now? What, what year are we in? 2020? This was going into 2019. So it was October 2018. She started distancing herself. Now, homegirl... Homegirl was getting ready to go to med school. Um, at this point, her and I had been closer than we ever were. We were fucking on a regular. She was coming away. She was around my family again, reconciling with, you know, with family members that she had beef with and, um, you know, like talking shit out. I, I thought we were headed in a great 
direction. You know, I'm thinking like, wow, we're really going, getting back to better than where we were, you know. Uh, we were going away together. We were going on trips. We were just dating. We were doing everything together. I was always there. We were together, you know. We didn't, you don't need a fucking title. I hate when people say, oh, well, we weren't official. Oh, so that gives you a, a, the, the fucking right to be a dipshit? No. You know, if I like you and you like me and we're exclusive, just because I haven't said, hey, you're my girlfriend, like outwardly said it, that's just a word, bro. We're fucking, you're going on trips with me and my family. We're going on trips alone together. We're dating each other. We're spending our time together. We're fucking, let me just say that again. Um, I think we're pretty exclusive. If I were to fuck somebody right now, you'd be pissed off. So where the lines get blurred, I have no fucking idea. But apparently they did. She starts distancing, distancing herself around October. We had a wonderful summer together. Seriously. And uh, like we did, we had a great summer together. And I'm like happy as a pig and shit. Like I got my girl back, you know. So um, she starts distancing herself. I'm thinking, okay, you know what? She's going away to med school. Maybe she's giving her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she's distancing herself because she doesn't want the blow of her leaving to be so bad. This is how fucking retarded I am. Okay. So I give her the benefit of the doubt. And... um because I really thought I knew who the fuck she was. And uh, she had a wedding for her cousin that was that November. And we had talked about it. And her cousin said, you're invited with a plus one. And she obviously told me I was going to be her plus one. So I'm like, cool. So now November rolls around. After October, was she was being weird. Uh, November rolls around. And... It's a week before the wedding and I say to her, oh, by the way, did your cousin invite you with a plus one? Like, am I going with you? And she's like, no, he never invited me with a plus one. He forgot. I said, okay, that's weird that you never said anything and, and whatever. We moved on, right? Now, fast forward to November 15th, 2018. I remember the date <laughs> like it was yesterday. I'm sitting in my room. It was snowing, so I decided not to go to class. Class wasn't canceled, but it was snowing. I decided not to go. I'm sitting right in that corner, right over there, right where I'm pointing. And I'm just watching YouTube videos. Like, you know, like I, f I was in a good place. Like I've had that feeling because she was distancing herself, but like I was in a good space nonetheless. You know, like I was motivated for my own shit. My best friend sends me a text message. Bro, we need to talk. And I th think to myself, oh, my God, she's in trouble. You know, like the thought didn't even cross my fucking mind. I thought, oh, my God, is she OK? So I text her. I'm like, oh, what's up? Like, do you need to talk? What's going on? And she goes, I'm fine. You're you're about to not be and sends me two pictures. One of my ex-girlfriend with some other bitch at the fucking wedding. That she told me she wasn't invited to a plus one with. Now, when that wedding happened, 
I stayed home, obviously, because she told me she wasn't invited with a plus one. And the girl ignored me all night. And she told me it was just because she was dancing with her mom all night. Her mom lives in Florida and was here in New York for the wedding. So obviously she hadn't seen her mom. So she was spending time with her mom and dancing with her mom all night. Fucking blow me and let the jizz fucking run down your face. Okay. So <laughs> needless to say, um, I'm sent four days after this wedding. The wedding was November 11th. On the 15th, I'm sent these pictures because the idiot girl that she was fucking around with behind my back didn't realize I'm well known in these fucking parts, honey boo boo. And you're probably watching this, you dumb shit. Um, I'm well known in these parts and people recognize my face and they recognize my ex from being in pictures with me. So when you have a mutual goddamn friend and they see a picture of you with your new fucking girl at a wedding and they recognize her as my girl, guess what? It's going to get back to me. And that's exactly what happened. It got back to me. And, um, I was ghosted <laughs> literally six years ghosted for the entire night. I'm trying to confront this girl. Like my world, when I tell you my world and my life crashed, crumbled down at that very moment because I had put so much time and energy and everything that I had endured, I felt I needed to endure in order to get this girl back into my life and get us back into a relationship. She had me believing things that I should have never fucking believed. She had me doing things I should have never fucking done. Deading people I should have never goddamn deaded. And I suffered a lot tremendously but I felt like I needed to suffer because of what I did that caused us to break up you know because I was the culprit I had to eat that crow for that whole time and and when I f saw that those pictures in my phone of my my girl the girl I thought was a genuinely good human being decent human being who would never do this shit to me when I saw her with another person comfortable at a wedding with her family so that tells me they didn't just meet each other you know my whole entire like everything like my whole like mode of being just came to a fucking screeching halt because I didn't live for myself anymore I lived for her it was the most codependent toxic volatile shit I lived for this girl. I lived to make her happy because if I didn't, I faced repercussions. So that was tough. Um, I broke down bad. I uh, went into a very, very dark, deep depression, but it wasn't the first depression I had ever been in since being with this girl, you know, like the deepest, darkest depression of my life was spent dealing with her, you know, um, not to say that it, not to say that it's her fault because I allowed it, but at the same time, yeah, it's her fucking fault for how she abused me and how she treated me. And for so long, I haven't been wanting to post this or, or, you know, talk about it publicly on YouTube or whatever, because I felt like, what if she watches? 
what if this and that, but I don't care. This is my story. This is the truth of, of the matter. And whoever she talks to and discusses things with, she may have a convoluted way of thinking of how she thinks things happened, but this is the truth of the matter. I will sit here and say I was not perfect in our relationship. Nobody is. Um, I wasn't always the most mature. I wasn't always, I didn't always handle things the right way, but I loved her unconditionally. And after we broke up, I think I proved that because what person do you know just literally is single for three fucking years and doesn't even peck another girl on the lips? Meanwhile, homegirl was out fucking people behind my back. And I had to find out from a friend. And then when I finally confronted her, she ghosts me. And then finally, after 24 hours, I stayed up for 24 hours because I couldn't sleep. I was literally like flabbergasted by this whole entire... Like, it was like the twilight zone. My entire fucking life came to a screeching fucking halt. And I didn't know what to do. Um, it, it was like, how do I live now? Literally, like, I'm like, how do I live now? How do I fucking live now? I've lived for this girl for six fucking years. How do I do this without her? I can't live without this girl. That was literally the thought that kept, like, repeating. And you can ask my sister, my sister-in-law. You can ask my best friend, the one who broke the news to me. They saw me initially and I literally like I was in such bad shape, like in such a weak ass place that I went to my sister's house because I couldn't sleep. So that next morning I stayed up all night that next morning at like 730 in the morning. I went to my sister's to just get out of the house and I just fell apart on her couch and her and her wife stood over me laying on the couch. I was sobbing, like sobbing, like the, 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 the kind of cry that hurts your bones and your soul, that type of sobbing and, and darkness that my sister and her wife saw this and literally they started crying because they had never seen me like this before, you know? So it was bad. It was really bad. Um, and then about a month later, homegirl hits me up um, and needs me to rescue her from a fight that her and this new girl got into. And so I do. And I pick her up from the airport um, and bring her safely home because she had hopped a flight uh, after getting into a fight with this. They, they had taken a trip to Florida and she hopped a flight, left her baggage with this girl in a condo they were staying at and hopped a flight back to New York. And I picked her up from the airport and brought her home. And this happened maybe two more times. They got into a volatile fight. The first person, I would get a call at two in the morning. After everything this fucking girl did to me, she proceeded to call me when her and the, her and the girl she left me for would fight. And my simp, dumb ass would fucking be there for her um, and console her and talk to her and... At times I would pick her up or she would meet up with me at my house after getting into a fight with this fucking barbarian and um, she'd blame me, literally. 
After everything that she did to me, this girl still had the fucking audacity to look me in my face and yell at me for why she was in the position that she was in, in another, in a toxic situation. And I got to say, you start believing that you're the toxic one, right? If you're in a situation where you think that it's you, you're being gaslighted to believe that you are the toxic one, you're the shitty person, just take a step back and think of how your life goes after that person leaves your life. If they leave and you have your peace back, no drama, no toxicity, no bullshit, guess what? It was never you. The common denominator here is homegirl, you know? So that ha- that went on for a fucking while. Um, she'd pop in and out of my life even after leaving me. And, and again, I hope you're watching. I hope you and your girlfriend are watching this together uh, with fucking popcorn and jujubes. And I hope your girlfriend looks at you and sees how fake you fucking are. How many times you've hit me up even recently to tell me that you're unhappy and miserable in your relationship and that she makes you do things that you don't want to do. And wow, karma is a fucking bitch because here I am free as fuck, living my life, happy, no burdens, no nothing. My burdens are my own and, uh, and not looking back. And you, on the other hand, are in a different place. So needless to say, this is not me to try. I'm, I'm not trying to like poke at somebody else's shortcomings or bad decisions, but it's just funny how karma, karma really does. It's a thing, you know, it really is. So needless to say, um, that's my story of, of the toxic situation that I was in. That's what I mean when, when, if you've seen my TikToks, when I talk about, you know, the, the eight questions for my prospective girlfriend, those are real questions based on things that really happened in this one relationship. And, um, yeah, that, that's why I'm single. <laughs> that's why I'm single. And then why I've been single for so long, why I don't fuck with anybody, because I'm fucking terrified to go through what I went through again. Um, I wanted to tell my story. My camera's about to die, so I'm going to kind of wrap this up. But I wanted to tell my story um, as a, a kind of so you guys can connect a little bit more with me and understand where I'm coming from when I say certain things or whatever. But for more of, 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 a, of a if you're in that sort of situation right now, uh, just know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it may feel like your world is ending and it did 100% feel like that for me. But in reality, getting rid of that toxic person means your life is actually just beginning. Um, and seriously, this past November 15th was one year since I was sent those pictures and I, like, I went out with my friends to the bar and... I probably have videos. I went out with my friends to the bar and I was like, today is my birthday, my rebirth day, because it was the day that I was given the clarity and the strength to fucking finally put a kibosh on the situation. And yeah, she popped in and I'm sure, I am sure, I mean, she's blocked on everything, literally 
the girl can't even email me at this point. She's literally blocked on every platform that she could be blocked on, including email. If she has sent me emails, it goes to spam, (laughs) you know, like I don't even want to fucking deal with it. So, um, I'm, I'm living proof that you could be in a very toxic situation with a seemingly narcissistic, abusive person and you can see the other side of it. And the other side is fucking great. It's fun. It is, it is beyond fun. Uh, you know, once you, it, you literally feel reborn. So that is in a nut. Uh, I know it doesn't feel like a nutshell cause I've been rambling on and on. And I hope, I hope, I know it was all over the place, but I hope you guys can grasp some of the story. Um, the the little details of things that happened that that'll come out throughout this podcast but i wanted to share my story it was a very rough time for a very long time i was very depressed i was unhealthy i wasn't ha- taking care of myself i hated myself i wanted to kill myself um i contemplated that a lot i felt worthless i felt shitty Uh, But the minute I got rid of that person, the minute that person, like the garbage took itself out, was the minute that I was reborn. And um, she's now stuck in this toxic cycle because the toxic cycle wasn't mine. It was hers. You know, she made me believe that it was mine, but the toxicity was, was her and only her. And... Well, not only her, I can't say that. I mean, obviously I took part in it. It takes two to tango. But um, the toxic cycle was hers and not mine. The lessons that needed to be learned, I've learned. She obviously still hasn't, which means she's still stuck in that cycle and having to live through certain things. Excuse me, I burped. I'm a fucking pig. Um, She's miserable in a relationship with somebody she genuinely does not love and doesn't want to be with and... Again, if you're watching, I'm sorry, but she literally told me herself that she doesn't want to be with this person. Uh, She has no plans to continue being with this person once she, you know, leaves the state. So it's like, it wasn't a me thing all along. Um, But I felt like it was for a very long time. And, uh... That is my story. Um, If you're in a situation like that, just know that you can get out of it and know that your life is so much better off out of it. And the rebuilding process is tedious at times and it's not the easiest and it takes therapy, which I'm still in. Um, and it takes a lot of work to rebuild yourself and to not have that negative self-talk that you can, you were conditioned to have because that person, you know, when narcissists want to control somebody, they break you down because the best way to control somebody and dictate is to make them feel powerless because if they don't feel like they have power, you can have power over them. Um, and, and that is probably the hardest part of the rebuilding process, but I've been, you know, a year rebuild, rebuilding 
I still have some things to work on and some negative talk that I need to get out of my brain. But um, overall, I'm fucking reborn, man. She did me a favor fucking that girl behind my back and entering into a whole relationship. And And you go from tossing and turning at night thinking this person's fucking somebody else and I'm here all alone to now I sleep very soundly knowing that I'm going to live my truth and find my true love and be in a happy, healthy fucking relationship. And she's going to be continuing her cycle of bullshit for the rest of her life uh, because she refuses to learn. So I find comfort in that knowing that, um, that, I'm not where I was. And I hope for anybody in that situation, you just hold on to the the the, the strength to get through it. Um, and yeah, you have relapses and you have weak moments, but but overall the rebuilding process, once you're finally in a good place, you can look back and it's like, who was that person that allowed another person to take over them you know I look back at who I was even a year ago two years ago I look back at that person and I'm like who the fuck even is that who is that so yeah anyway wanted to tell my story wanted to give a little bit of uh, background of what I've been through and why I have I feel I have a lot of insight and light to shed uh, when it comes to relationships. Um, It's because I've been through it. So yeah, next episode, um, I'll have all of the equipment that I need to have a fully functioning podcast with more than just me, so you don't have to listen to me ramble on and on. Um, And the first guest is going to be Deb, because why the fuck not? We're in quarantine, and she's the only person I can have contact with anyway. So anyway... If you've listened thus far, you're a real one. Thank you so much for listening. If you're here from TikTok, I'm going to give you a secret word. And on my uh, pick a pick any um TikTok video and comment that word. And if you comment that word, it tells me you listened to this point to the end. I'll follow you back. Or actually I'll call you. I'll I'll find you if my DMs work. I'll find you, DM you, get your phone number, and then in the next podcast episode, I'll give you a phone call. Uh, and we'll shoot the shit. So anyway, the secret word is boobies. Boobies. Comment boobies. If you comment boobies on one of my TikTok videos, I'll know that you listened this far. Anyway. I love you guys. And uh, yeah, that's it. Peace out.